0: hi and welcome to the mouse and more podcast i'm chris and tonight it's me and the guys adam and tony hi guys
1: hey Hey, chris thanks for remembering our names
0: i know right (laughs) it's so difficult look i'm telling you i still have the image of mark dancing to philadelphia freedom from this weekend in my head i can't unsee it it was very traumatizing and i also can't get that earworm out of my ear
1: Oh, you poor thing.
0: I know. It's very sad. So, actually, it's Tony's birthday, so happy birthday, Tony.
1: Thank you. Happy birthday, Tony. Thank you, Adam. You're welcome. What did you do to celebrate? Well, uh, today on my birthday proper, uh, we had a nice little meal at Chick-fil-A. Over the weekend, we had a little family gathering of of like 10 or 11 people because we've been restricted to uh, group sizes here in Connecticut. And uh, yeah, that that's it. Uh, You know, a couple a couple of celebrations and a lot of cupcakes and frosting for me.
0: Any interesting presents?
1: Um, no. Oh. Uh, Amazon gift cards. That's that's what everybody gets me now. No. Oh
0: wow. What was
1: that? You
2: just showed us a baby Yoda.
1: Yeah. What was the baby Yoda? That was my animatronic Yoda that I bought for myself. Oh.
0: Oh really? (laughs) Did you buy that with one of your Amazon gift cards? I did not. I actually know the feeling I always buy my own birthday gift because, I mean, you know, who knows me better than me? No one.
1: Exactly. Exactly. You know what my birthday gift to myself actually was? What? A wok. Really? Yes.
0: Have you you seasoned it yet properly, you know, and all Uh, that?
1: I've seasoned it. I've done the initial seasoning, but I've still got a couple more seasoning sessions to do before I start cooking in it. Wow, I'm impressed.
0: I I had a walk once that it was one of those electric ones, and I, it wasn't very good.
1: So, yeah. See, we we I had a nice walk, but then we got a, a stove that cooks with induction, which is magnets, so it has to be stainless steel.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: our old walk we threw away, and Cheryl didn't want to spend the money on a new walk. So uh, it's been like five years, and I said, you know what, I need a walk, and I happened to see a nice one, so uh, I bought it. And happy birthday to me.
0: So wait a minute. So you, ha- you can only use a stainless steel wok on your stove.
1: And uh, our, our cookware is stainless steel.
0: Okay. All right. I don't know. Induction kind of freaks me out. I'm just going to stick with my gas stove.
1: I'll tell you, it's amazing. It, it bo- water boils in like two minutes. Wow. You put it on power boil and, and you've got boiling water before you can, uh, you know, get the pasta box open.
0: See, I don't have a lot of excitement in my life, so I don't really need water to boil that fast. Okay. maybe if somebody were having a baby, do you remember (laughs) those shows like in the 80s? They'd be like, boil water. Why are you boiling water?
1: You know, I don't know. Spaghetti. (laughs) I don't know nothing about birth and no babies.
0: (laughs) I know. I was always like, why are they boiling water in these shows when a lady's going to have a baby? Shouldn't they just go to the hospital? Anyway, if they Uh, had an induction stove, it wouldn't be as big of a deal, I guess.
1: I will tell you on the topic of 80s television shows, there's two things I've learned. Uh, one, that you need boiled, boiled water for every birth.
0: Yes.
1: And two, always carry a big pen with you because you never know when you're going to need to use that and a uh, pen knife to do a tracheotomy on somebody.
0: That's true. That's also true. Yeah. I, I learned everything I needed to know about a tracheotomy from 80s TV shows.
1: Thank God for mash and chips.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Okay. I just
2: have one thing to say.
0: You weren't born then. <laughs>
2: I know about this induction cooking. I don't like it because you have to then buy separate pots. Like it's true. So like if you go to like somebody's house, not that we can do that anymore, but when you used to be able to go to somebody's house and you would bring something and then you have to, you know, heat it up on the stove or whatever. Like a like you can't do that. You got to like change pots. It's just it's just very like inconvenient. And for the sake of what? So you could boil water like faster? Okay.
0: Yeah. That's valid. Uh, It's like like so ridiculous. Hold on, And they're very expensive.
2: The the pots are expensive. The stove is expensive. And then what happens when it breaks? You got to buy another. You got to buy the same thing, right?
1: Hold hold on, Adam. Cheryl, don't invite Adam over because he doesn't want to bring his own pots. (laughs) I can't bring my
2: own pot. I can't bring it because you can't use it on your stove.
0: Do you know what pots I don't understand? The glass ones. Have you ever seen people who have those glass pots? You're like, why do you have a glass pot? They're like see-through. You cook, I don't know. Have you seen those?
1: I have not. I've only seen teapots that are uh, completely glass and see-through. Yeah, I don't know. I would
2: imagine the handles get really hot because you can't, like it's, if the it's handles are glass, then the heat just continues to the whole pot. Did
0: this show just turn into like-
2: Martha Stewart living? <laughs>
0: I was thinking more like, what are those two ladies on a, uh, it was the show, the skit on Saturday Night Live. Shweaty balls. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've
1: just envisioned this is episode 147 of, but we diverge.
0: Fresh air. Welcome to fresh air. Not so fresh air. That could be the show. Not so, that's actually a great name for a podcast. Not so fresh air. Okay, never mind. File that away. Speaking of technology, this has nothing to do with technology, actually. It it was going to be a great segue, but it's not. But, however, Adam was going to talk about WandaVision, because I'm, like, extremely excited about that. Do you want to talk about that?
2: Yeah, so WandaVision is Marvel's first foray into the Disney Plus sphere for television. Maybe not television anymore, but it's called, like, small screen or something, or series. Sure.
1: I'll I'll work with that. Sure.
2: <laughs> Cuz people don't watch TV I, on TV anymore.
1: <laughs> I believe the kids call it streaming Adam.
2: Yeah, There you go. <laughs> I'm sorry. I still have Everyone's going to make fun. I still have my old TV with the with the big thing behind it and it still works. So why why get rid of it if it doesn't it's still working. Anyway, there is no date on when it's going to come out. The thinking is it's going to come out in December right after Mandalorian. Okay. Um, but it's going to go off of the um, the love interest of Wanda, Maximoff, and Vision from the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe. And, uh, All right, I,
0: stop right there. Jeez. See, this is, this is how I feel about Wanda and Vision. See, I kind of feel like she's going down the wrong path here because he is not a person. He's a computer. So even if he's programmed to be like the perfect boyfriend, husband, whatever, wouldn't that feel a little empty?
2: maybe but she's also like some kind of weird like mutant type thing so maybe she doesn't really care about real that's
1: people that's point.
0: okay <laughs> all right keep and, going and, and i just just
1: so, just so you know the vision's not a computer or a robot he's uh technically a synthesoid
0: <laughs> what on earth <laughs> nerd what does that mean i thought that was uh, a type
1: marvel of marvel marvel made it up i thought that was a type a of canoid
0: is that like a person computery person what is that
1: it's a uh essentially a synthetic person.
0: Huh, well still it's a synthetic person. I don't know how I'd feel about that although he's very attractive and, and he's and got that accent. He so is. maybe I could overlook it.
1: And the, the cool thing is we're actually going to see uh vision in human form. So uh Paul Bettany will actually be without makeup for portions of the show.
0: I'm all for that and I cannot wait for this to come on.
1: So I was going to say, ahead. just so you know, Synthesoid uh, stands for synthetic humanoid.
0: Wow. I love that. That's what I figured. Okay.
2: But uh, thank you for clarifying. We did see Paul. You <laughs> did Be- you
0: really know that? No, I had Adam. no idea. Um, I didn't know we okay. did
2: see the vision in human form in Infinity War for like a yeah, couple minutes in the beginning of that movie. I
0: know. He's looking great.
2: But uh, he's got a great voice,
0: that guy. You don't get out much. Um, I, I, I've always said if I had done study abroad in the UK, I wouldn't have made it back. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't put it quite that nice. But I do, no. <laughs> I don't. I don't know the accents. I can't help it. Anyway, please continue. It's
2: all right. It's all right. So the Entertainment Weekly had a spread of you know still photographs from the show, and they're all in black and white and it's supposed to like show like an old sitcom from like the 50s at least that's what yeah. these stills are showing but, but then
0: they had some like 1960s clothing so i'm like are they like going forward kind of you know what i mean like through the decades cuz that would be fun too
2: i think that's what they're doing um yeah. there's not really much known about this show because like it's their first for marvel and these are like two like sort of like I don't want to call them obscure characters, but they're not like we haven't had movies based on these two. So yeah. it's they're kinda of like, you know, venturing off. And plus when we ended when we ended Endgame, uh, spoiler alert, Vision was gone. I don't know if he's dead right. because he's not a human, but he was not a thing anymore. <laughs> and because, yeah. he, because he wasn't a human when they did that whole reverse snap 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 thing, he didn't come. In theory, he didn't come back because he wasn't a he wasn't a person. He was well, and a, they
0: killed him before the snap too, I, so it would have been totally different.
2: That's true. Yeah. So, so we, we don't, don't even know what timeline this is going in. We don't even know if these people are real. We have no idea. So, I would suggest if you don't have Disney Plus, which I'm assuming if you're listening to this program, you have it. If anything, to watch Mandalorian now, you're gonna have something else to watch. It there is no date when it comes out, but the thinking is it's gonna come out sometime like towards the end of December when.
0: Mandalorian
2: is done, so you've got like a month and a half, like about a month a month and
0: a half to get ready yes. to prep yourself. Yeah. Okay.
1: I I just want you to think of one thing. It is entirely possible that this entire series happens inside Wanda's mind.
0: <gasps> oh, don't ruin it for me. So,
1: I'm 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 just throwing that out there. So it's...
0: I I love Scarlet Witch. I I think she's one of the better characters. She really is.
2: So is it going to be like that show from The Wonders of Life um, with Buzzy where you're inside the kid's head and you look out through the eyeballs? Do you think it's going to be like that? No. Oh, because then you were in the mind. Or is it going to be like Inside Out where you're inside the girl Riley's mind and you were watching the little things move around?
1: I think that this will be, if anything, more like St. Elsewhere, which is a show that actually predates Adam. Uh,
0: (laughs) Everything predates Adam. Did
1: did you watch St. Elsewhere at all? I did. And at the very end of the show, uh, you find out... Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. The entire... Spoiler alert. For those of you who have not watched the show since 1989, (laughs) um, at the end of the series, you find out that everything happened inside an autistic child's mind while he was looking at a snow globe of the building that was based on the hospital.
0: What? I didn't know that. I I stopped watching it (laughs) because it got really busy, but... Yeah, that's.
1: Well, I hope stupid. I didn't ruin it for you.
0: No, because I I'm not going back to watch it. But I remember when it was on. I liked it. But it was
1: actually it's... it was it was a really good ending. Really. Yeah, not as good as New Heart, but it was good. Wow.
0: Okay. Well, I'll, I'll be watching this. I haven't watched The Mandalorian. I probably will watch it at some point, but I have not. I've seen like everybody loves it though. So.
1: <gasps> you know, I, I I will, I will tell you that. Initially, when Disney Plus came out, that was a a big one for me. Cheryl had no interest in it. Uh, However, as she has now gone through multiple shows during this whole uh, COVID lockdown era, she warmed up to the idea of watching The Mandalorian. Uh, She has enjoyed everything up to this last episode. Okay. so she didn't uh,
0: like that one?
1: She just did not enjoy this episode as fully as she has the others.
0: I mean, like, everywhere you go, you see, like, Mandalorian stuff, the little child and whatnot so it is cute looking i'll have to check it out and your little animatronic or whatever it was was adorable frankly he wanted to pat it on the head and squeeze it so okay speaking of patting on the head and squeezing tony what's going on out in california because i'd like to squeeze governor newsom
1: well there's a smidge there's a ton of California news out there. First off, a bunch of, of mayors of a, a number of uh, cities in Southern California have actually penned a letter to Governor Newsom asking him to reconsider the theme park reopening and moving them up to, I believe, tier three as opposed to tier four, uh, because they are talking about the fact that it could be another year before they get to tier four, uh, which would be. You know, which would be horrific for the Uh, entire Southern California, Anaheim area. But uh, as far as specific Disney news goes, uh, the Disneyland Resort Hotel, they've kind of been canceling reservations on a week-by-week basis. Um, Their last closure had uh, canceled reservations through November 14th, but they announced earlier today that they are not going to be able to honor any reservations through December 31st of this year. Uh, So as of right now, they are taking reservations for January 1st forward. Uh, As we've seen over the past four months, uh, you know, that could change as they continue to extend the reopening date out further and further. On the plus side to that, the villas at the Grand Californian Resort and Spa will be opening on December 19th. A letter went out to DVC members earlier this week. Uh, stating that the res- the villas would be opening uh, with resort capacity limits in the resort as well as in the restaurants. Standard rooms would not be open during this time, and not all services would necessarily be available. That is kind of good news because that brings a little bit of people to the Disneyland resort area, uh, and there will be some people, uh, additional folks there, uh, as of November 19th, because they are opening Buena Vista Street in California Adventure for shopping and dining experiences. Uh, They can't open the park, and I I think this is kind of their way to uh, toss a little shade at Governor Newsom by you know, saying you won't let us open up the park, that's fine, we're gonna open up our shopping district inside the park. So they have started decorating that area for Christmas, and uh, like I said, everything will be open as of November 19th. It will be really interesting to see if they end up doing the same thing across the Esplanade and opening up uh, Main Street on D- in Disneyland. Uh, there's been no rumor of that. But, you know, if, if this is successful uh, and they're able to manage the crowds, I, I would not, you know, I would not be surprised if that were to happen eventually.
0: So I thought that was very interesting. At first, I didn't really understand what they were doing, but basically, they're letting people in the park up that main street up to the Carthay Circle area, which is kind of smart, right? I mean, so they can open up, I guess they're opening Carthay Circle up for at least outdoor dining and, you know, little shopping and stuff like that. That's kind of nice. It would kind of also be torture to go in there and not be able to go a little farther back, so... Do you know, okay, so there, but there's no plans for Disneyland to do the same
1: thing, right? Disneyland Mm, Park. Correct. Not at this time. I
2: I was talking to a friend. Okay. Who knows people.
0: We should say that Adam knows a lot of people who know things. That's (laughs) the thing about Adam. Like, he's like the little guy who's like, you know, so, okay, I'm going to believe you.
2: The squeaky wheel that gets the worm or something yeah that's it the
0: early bird i don't know squeaky bird yeah whatever (laughs) go ahead tell
2: us i don't want to say her name because um and i don't want to get anybody in trouble she told me that if it goes well with lake buna vista street they plan on opening up main street usa for the same thing
0: and how far down would they go would they go all the way to around the hub to the castle that I would make would, sense, right? I would
2: think so, because this way people could do the pictures in front of the castle. They could have yeah. plaza open for outdoor dining, Jolly Holiday for outdoor dining, and that's open space there. They could even put tables out there if they really wanted to. And
0: like the... Please don't let me book a trip just to go <laughs> stand at the hub.
2: <laughs> <Okay>? <laughs> if I
0: do it, somebody come to my house and take away like my credit card and, and my... Uh, access to southwest they don't even have the
2: the um they don't have the hubgrass like they do in in magic kingdom so it's a little different
0: yeah there's not as many fun places to kind of sit and relax you're it's a good point
1: i i I don't want to say anything but i called it like five minutes ago that that would happen
0: (laughs) good job (laughs) good job thank
1: you so uh for, for those of you who are interested in going, uh, this is what you can expect on Buena Vista Street. Uh, the Carthay Circle restaurant will be open. Uh, they will be introducing the Carthay Circle Lounge Alfresco Dining, which oh. will be a new outdoor dining environment.
0: Wait, so the restaurant is open and the outdoor lounge? It says, it, is, it,
1: I gotta it, it, it says that is, got to go. It says that Carthay Circle is introducing the Carthay Circle Lounge Alfresco Dining.
0: I don't okay. think so, it's going to be open inside. It, it's such good. It
1: says... It sounds like this might just be an outdoor dining environment.
0: Okay, can I just tell you something? Today it yes. was 46 degrees in Anaheim. I know because I have those on my phone along with Orlando and here because that's the only places that exist on <laughs> earth for me. And it was 46 degrees. It was like noon and I thought, yeah, no. I don't think I want to eat outside when it's 46 degrees. That's right.
2: So, not not to get off, but today it was 72 up here and mm-hmm. i did eat outside today. did you
0: well yes. you, you don't really have any choice right you have to eat outside right uh Can you guys eat indoors
2: yeah they have they let 25 percent indoors but i don't i don't really i don't need i don't need to do it anyway i don't, I don't need to eat indoors but it was just funny today like otherwise i would eaten in my office but it was just funny like i could just go outside and eat because it was still warm yeah and yeah now you're saying it was so cold 46. in
0: 46. Yeah, it was really cold. I thought, gosh, that's kind of g- not great. But so, okay, what else, Tony?
1: So Fiddler Fife and F- Fiddler Fifer and Practical Cafe will be open. Starbucks. And Adam, what uh, is Fiddler Pfeiffer, and Practical named after?
2: The Three Little Pigs. Excellent. Thank you.
0: Oh, you learned, I did not know that. You Learned
1: that on
2: a previous show.
1: That's Very right.
0: Nice. I wasn't on that one, okay. or I you, was sleeping.
1: <laughs> you can place a mobile order, uh, at award wieners and uh smoke jumpers grill.
0: I Those will both award be open wieners. I just like to say it.
1: And then on Buena Vista street, if you want to do some shopping, uh, you will be able to shop at Elias and company, Julius cats and sons, the Kingswell camera shop and trolley treats. Nice. Now a thing to know if you are in the, uh, california area that they are going to be instituting a parking fee in the simba uh simba lot uh it's going to be a ten dollar self-parking fee and uh, they will have the automated machines where you can do self-pay so you know they've got some money to make up
0: yeah that's good though
2: so if you go to new york city and you park and you drive there you got to pay to park, whether it's in a garage or you got to pay on the street. And you know, if it's in a garage, it's way more than ten dollars. If it's on the street, it's ten dollars maybe for like an hour. I don't know, like like Anaheim, I, I I could see that. It's very congested down there in Southern California where they. Would it's have to, not
0: outrageous. I don't think. I, I kind of agree with you.
2: So like for paying to park and such. So I I mean, and granted, they do have like a million spots that are just open right now because the parks aren't open, but. I guess it's also like a way of maybe like, if you want to go there, you really want to go there because now you have to pay the right. game basically. So that's like another, I will say they probably don't want people to be there just to walk around and take pictures. No offense. They probably want yeah. people that are going to go there that are going to buy stuff and eat and drink. Right. You know, just make like I guess I want to make sure those people are really in it to win it.
0: Right. No, that makes perfect sense.
1: Now, uh, one of the interesting things that has happened in California uh, and has not made its way over to Florida yet is the downtown Disney district has uh, added some additional signage for their physical distancing. You know, we've already spoken about how all of the Disney parks are maintaining a six foot distance between guests or trying to maintain that distance um, and that there are markers on the ground indicating where each party should stand. Well, in California, uh, they have now Uh, limited a group size to four people per marker on the ground. So if you have a party larger than four, you have to break it up and you can only limit you are, you are limited to only four people per marker. You know, I've seen some larger families and they easily can take up that, that six foot space between the markers. Oh yeah. And then what do you do? Or am I expected to stand another six feet behind them? And then there's like a giant gap, you know, it's crazy. So um, I get it. You know, I, I understand why they're doing it. As long as people adhere to it, I I guess it's a good thing.
0: Yeah, I think I think that is a big issue. Like I was at Universal waiting in line, you know, to eat at. I think I was at Leaky Cauldron in Diagon Alley, and there was a group of kids. It's probably like eight of them, and literally there was no so ability to really social distance, and it wasn't their fault. Um, they were just taking up such a big space and you're like well do I go here it's like it gets kind of awkward you know like you don't really know where to go if you're you know behind or in front of these big groups so I think that makes sense That's a good idea okie dokie what anything else
1: uh no that's that's all the California news that's happy
0: I would like to actually discuss California just in general just like throw it out to you guys like I think as a group, all of us here on the podcast, we're very pro-mask because we know it works. We've all, I mean, Adam hasn't, but we've been to Disney. We've been to Universal multiple times with masks on. I think I've been seven or eight times at this point, and I have not knock on wood. I haven't gotten sick yet, and I think masks work. I think hand washing works. I think hand sanitizer, which I'm not a huge fan of, although I have a giant supply of it, so... I think it's very frustrating from over here on the East coast. We don't really understand why California is in this position and why, I mean, we know why, but it's very frustrating to see what's happening. And we all know of people who've lost jobs or businesses that are closing and it's not just in Disneyland, of course. So what are you guys thinking? I mean, are you, what are your thoughts on all of this? I have thoughts uh well, you have a family member who works out there,
2: yeah, well, not in the parks he works for he, my brother works for disney proper uh he was he was furloughed for from April through September, and he did get called back to work, but he actually came back home and is uh living here with us for now and that working. doesn't
0: sound lovely. <laughs> <laughs> It's already. Right. He's going back just, to California.
2: Yeah, he's just uh, you know, it's a struggle, but it is what right, it is. Right, of course. I mean, yeah. there, there could be worse things, I guess. But um, sure, absolutely. Um, Knott's Berry Farm, which is very close to Disneyland, has been open for a long time now, doing like food festivals. A lot of their whole park is open. They just don't have rides on, and you have to pay to get in, but it comes with like food coupons. So you're paying to get in, but then you, like, tear off the food coupon and then you get, like, a like a food and wine type, you know, s- small plate. SeaWorld, San Diego, is open, but they're calling themselves a s- aquarium. So you can walk through a- the aquarium exhibits, but you can't go on any of the rides. But some Okay, of those a- that's interesting. Some of those aquarium exhibits are indoors. Casinos are open in Southern California, which are all indoors. Do I understand why he wants them closed? Yes, but huh. if you're gonna have Disneyland closed, I feel like casinos should be closed, and SeaWorld right. San Diego probably should be closed. I mean, like, I don't understand. Like, I don't understand what the difference is between these things. I mean, like, if it's like indoor, I mean, Disneyland, a lot of it is. I, the rides are indoors, but a lot of the stuff is outdoors. Right. So. I mean, maybe Disney, if they wanted to, could just open up both parks just for outdoor stuff, which is what they're trying to do with this Buena Vista Street. But obviously, they don't. They can't, you know, fully staff it and then not have any rides open. But they could have the outdoor rides open. But maybe they don't feel like it makes sense. I don't know. But I'm, I'm like, I'm like a little perplexed. It's like, like how can you have a casino open and and really uh, valid and a mall shopping mall open and. You and there are you can have restaurants open. I mean at half capacity, whatever. Well, Why can't you have Disneyland open at partial capacity?
0: They say that you know the longer you are in one spot, the higher your what's the word your your risk of catching something, right? And so like if you're in a casino, some of those people they just sit at a slot machine over and over and over again, right? They're touching things that other people have touched. They're indoors. They're they might be drinking, which of course lowers your ability to maybe social distance or keep your mask on or whatever. So I mean, I think you make a valid point. You know, if you're outside at Disneyland and you're walking around and doing things, I mean, you know, I just it's really tough because like I said, I think that we've we know that it works. Disney has shown that it's works. And it's not just us saying that because we're huge Disney fans all these major publications and news sites have said the same thing. Disney's making it work. So it's not, and we should include universal in that of course, but I mean, it, it's not like it's not possible to get it right. You know?
2: I mean, as long as you're not sitting in one line and not moving for a couple of hours, I mean, you're yeah. in theory, you're moving, I guess. I, I Like I said, I think I, underst- I, I understand why he's, why he says this, but yeah. at the same time, it's like, well, you He's being a little hypocritical by letting some of these other things open right. and not yep. and not this thing open. And and, I wonder and if he
0: made somebody mad.
2: Well, maybe I do Governor have
0: some had like a bad experience as a little. He dropped I... his ice cream cone when he was nine on Main Street. And guess what? That cast member just looked at him and laughed
2: Or me. May... And or... he's
0: never been the same.
2: <laughs> or maybe he like never went as a child because his you know parents didn't want to take him or something. I mean, who knows? Right? You're right. It, or
0: maybe he just like sitting in a room reading a book all day. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's sitting there reading Shakespeare and like you peasants. I'm taking away your Disney. Forget you.
2: I do have some like spill it. Yeah, I I don't like I Bob Iger was on that their task force for like major reopenings. He right. was on it and um Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple is on it and there was a couple other people. There was a lot of people on it, but there was like some big names. And um and then Bob Iger quit the the task force like right before Which I
0: sort of loved I sort of love that he, I just like to imagine him dramatically doing it, but go on.
2: Well, the problem is, I think, I don't think they're meeting in rooms, so he was just probably on Zoom and just hung, you know, just hit, and oh. Oh. I, it probably wasn't as I dramatic as we hope out. it was.
0: <laughs> I would have figured out a way to flounce out of that meeting <laughs> with a cape. Whoosh. But,
2: um, but, but Iger has, has, there's rumors of Iger thinking about running for president and. Iger might feel like he needs to do something first before he runs for president. And he you might like
0: flounce out of a room. No, okay.
2: Or, or be the governor of the biggest state in the country, California. And, Interesting. um, Newsom is up in 2023. I'm pretty sure
0: that guy is not getting reelected. Put your money on it. I'm not very good at these things, but that I can tell you for sure. Cause yeah. everybody's mad at him.
2: Yeah. 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 Both a lot of, people are mad at him so i could see Iger realizing he's got to get away from this guy that doesn't want to be associated with him because if he wants to run for california governor in two years he doesn't want that you know that's that lack of a better term that stink around him so mm-hmm. he, uh, that's, that's my guess i mean because i don't because then there's like because then you wonder when could eiger run for president and then would it be four years from now on, i don't think I think so. he's just
0: gonna hang out I don't know. He's just going to hang out in his cart again and just I don't know. Do whatever he does. Yeah, there's it's
2: like a theory like maybe he'll just, sit, you know, retire and not do anything or maybe he you know, sometimes these these big time people, they like to just see where the next place they can go. They Yeah. And, and ch- challenge them and and they don't care if they're wasting money in a campaign because most of the time it's not even their money anyway.
0: Right, that's <laughs> kind of true, yeah.
2: <laughs> it's just time for them. They're just uh, so, so I, that's my like inside baseball theory about what happened and Iger getting mad and then he left and then and then Newsom very well could have could be like listen you guys don't want to you know you, you guys are gonna challenge me then I'm gonna challenge you I'm in charge I guess he has a right, right to do that but as a governor I think. Um, it's tough
0: because like at the end of the day, you're like, what if Newsom is completely right and everyone else is wrong? Because I mean, the fact is people are dying. People are sick. And I mean, like at my kid's school, like we probably get two, two to three emails a week saying, you know, so-and-so we have a positive case, you know, children around this kid have been, you know, they'll all be quarantining, you know, but it's weird too, because like one of my kids was in that class. And he's not quarantining. So I don't know how this is working, but there's some kind of magical science behind it. But I guess my point is what if Newsom is right and everyone else is wrong? And then, and we've been spending all our time complaining about it not opening. And it's not just that we want it to open because we want a theme park to open, we want it to open because we have sympathy for people who are losing their jobs, which brings me to another point, which I think Tony had this story about some of the job losses that are going on right now out there.
1: That's right. We knew earlier this month and, and in parts of uh, October that there were 28,000 folks who were losing their jobs uh, between both coasts. And it has been announced by Disneyland president Ken Potrock uh, that they are going to have to furlough executive salaried and hourly employees, you know, be, because of the extended closure. So just, you know, the the hits keep on coming, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's incredibly sad. And I the way I understood it like the initial round of layoffs from back in September were basically part-timers and seasonal workers, but now they're going into full-timers and even management and stuff like that, which is what happened at Disney. You know, I was surprised talking to a friend of mine. It seemed like the people who were a couple steps above her, you know, they weren't managers, they were like leads, you know, people who do like kind of like that junior manager kind of thing. I don't know what else to put it. That they were let go, and you're like, nobody's job is safe, you know. Not even, you know, ours. <laughs> oh,
2: no, I will not even, you know, grants us, Not that they're in California, but the, you know, the uh, Grand Floridian Society Orchestra, that was yes. there for 30 for since it opened that
0: that yeah, place that was kind of a bummer right do you think their writing was on the wall when they lost their spot they gave them like the worst possible place to play like at the front in this like kind of temporary area yeah that was do you think that was, that was planned ahead of time
2: maybe i mean maybe uh I, well yeah people are you know again, arguments whether like because everybody says chipek's been cutting the uh entertainment stuff for a while which yeah maybe he has but I you you are you make a you know good point when they lost their stage spot so then they but then they did kind of you know they kind of made them a sort of a semi temporary stage so maybe they were thinking about right doing something more permanent but it was still like kind of they they were in the best spot because that second floor right against the balcony it just the the music just echoed in the whole place right and if you don't know their spot was just taken over for that uh, extension of the bar there and. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's like the Yoo Bob stuff that that's not around, and I, you know, listen, I just, uh, I, I kind of, I, 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 you know, they they only want to have people working that are, you know, contributing to revenue streams right now, and those kinds of things really aren't. I mean, people don't go, yeah. people don't go to the Grand Floridian to stay there to listen to that band. They just, you know, happen to hear them when they're there. Us. but that's a
0: valid point like i've never really sat down and been like this is great it's just a nice background noise you know
2: yeah yeah now i mean it, when i did stay there i like i tr- I made a, a point to go there and hang out for a couple hours and listen yeah. but but i was by myself too i mean i wasn't like with children and with people wanting to go in a thousand different directions that's the thing disney is a right is not usually normally a relaxing vacation so you really don't have time to sit for an hour and enjoy a band in a hotel lobby.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: But, but it still adds to the overall atmosphere and the idea of you being transported to a certain place and time, which I think is the Disney difference. And, mm-hmm. and it's really unfortunate when things like that aren't, aren't around. Right. It's the same thing with the, it's the same thing with the bands, some of the bands from uh world showcase, uh, like the, the Japanese drummers. I, I mean, I guess they—they they always had this like the British rock band, but I don't know if that really. And I don't know if that ever really made you feel like you were in the UK. Like it's just like. British no, rock band. it
0: was kind of fun. You'd go by and they'd be like covering Queen, and you'd be like, "That's awesome." But other, I don't really feel like you know it. It was like this tra- major thing. Did for it me? help transplant
2: yeah. you to? london because you heard a cover band of queen not
0: really no, no. Yeah,
2: <laughs> the I japanese you now hanging out yeah the japanese drummers i'm sure, certainly did i'm sure yeah but uh you
1: know same and thing, Miyuki, the candy lady
0: oh yeah she's still there right
1: no they no? got rid of her a while ago oh
2: my goodness where okay. was where was she candy lady
1: she was the uh japanese candy sculpture person
0: okay
2: inside the not inside the store
1: no, she worked outside.
2: When, I don't remember her at all. Candy sculptor. Yep. Hmm, I don't have to look
1: that up. She did amazing work.
2: A part of me, like, too, is, especially the California people, you know, they furlough them and then, and then they lay them off so that they, they can pursue other jobs, too, which is good for them. But it's sad when, you know, you're an entertainer, there aren't many entertainment jobs available out there. So it's like, you know, right. what are you going for? But at least you know you're not you're holding on to a job that you don't know when's going to come back, but it's just, I don't, there really is no right answer to any of this. Yeah.
0: Just... Well, it is, I, I can't imagine, like, I'm, I'm too much of a like careful person. I could never make a living as an entertainer anyway. So like when, when I saw they were letting them go, I'm like, well, that's kind of part of the job. But at the same time, these people have been there like, you know, like you said, with Yeehaw Bobby's been there like what, 30 years. So anyway, okay, I have a story and it's about food. One of my favorite things on the planet. And if you go to the parks right now, it can be a little frustrating because a lot of the quick service locations are not open. So I'm very happy that they just announced that the bakery in Norway, I think, I think Tony says it better than I do. Kringla, Kringla.
1: You can do it, kid.
0: Kringla something or other.
1: It's fantastic.
0: (laughs) They have the little um, rice pudding. It's one of my favorite things on the planet. I don't know why. It's just rice pudding, but it's delicious.
1: It Um, is Kringla Bakery Oog Cafe.
0: Oog Cafe. That's the part that got me. OK, so that's going to be open during the week. Now, it was just open on the weekends. They're opening Summerfest in Germany where you can get all of the sausage you could want. Um, they're opening that for the entire week. Yes, Adam's excited. He's going to be lining up for sausage. All
2: the sausage you
0: could want. Story ever of his life. It. it is a story of his life. He, he actually told me about that one night. And then the launch pad over in Magic Kingdom is going to be open extended hours from now on seven days a week. So that's kind of nice because it can be kind of a pain if you're hungry. All of a sudden and you can't go to your usual place. You know, like there have been a couple times I've been like, oh, man, I could go to Columbia Harbor House right now. I could really go for that. And uh, and of course, it's not open. So Harbor House, uh, the more things it's
2: still not open.
0: No, it's not open yet. Oh, um, gosh. I know. I love that place. It's just, you know, Columbia Harbor House is like the is like the exact opposite of Cosmic Rays. Cosmic Rays has everybody and their brother in there. There's hamburgers flying everywhere. There's <laughs> French fries. There's kids squirting ketchup. Columbia Harbor House is much more subdued, as is fitting for a place that doesn't technically have a bathroom in it, right? No, I'm kidding. Yeah,
2: you know, uh, yeah the upstairs, I mean, we've talked many times, is so, like quiet up there it is and you look you got a window seat and you look out yeah. oh my gosh and i was listening to something and i heard that there used to be a kitchen on the second floor of columbia harbor house really where you would do the whole ordering process up there too because they i thought don't think they needed i've ever said that they needed the extra space now i i need to like confirm that and look through some photos but if you're listening um and you around from uh, the early days if you remember if there was a kitchen on the second floor of harbor house please let us know because i was like i was like mind blown. i'm like they had a second kitchen up there that's crazy
0: that place is just it's really excellent it's really one of my favorite quick services on property it's not like super healthy but it's really the only place on the planet i'll eat a tuna fish sandwich and that's what i get pretty much every time so I love it. Can I just tell you something? Speaking of food in the Magic Kingdom, and we're not really reviewing fu- you know, food today, but I hadn't been to Liberty Tree Tavern in years. And when I went, the food, you know, I had lunch there. It was okay. They had that, you know, menu that's not like the turkey and the stuffing and all that. They had like sandwiches and stuff. That was good. But I went there for dinner a few years ago, and it was bad. And to the point where the dessert tasted like, like grandma's potpourri. You know, like it was like eating potpourri. It was disgusting. So anyway, I swore I would never go back, but I was down there a couple weeks ago and my friend really wanted to go ahead and uh, she wanted to go there. And I didn't want to say no, that I didn't want to go. And so we both went and it was so good. They don't have the sandwich lunch menu at, at lunch right now. They just have the regular like Thanksgiving dinner with the ham and the roast beef and the turkey. And I know it's not like homemade or anything. It was still so good. So And that might have been because I was excited to be eating at Disney with my friend, but I like to think the food was not half bad, so
2: My first trip, it, we went when I was nine. It was, mm-hmm. a, it was a character meal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. With back Mickey the...
2: mini like goofy and in their like pilgrim's type uh uniforms. It was really yeah. cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's um pretty adorable back then, I thought. I thought it was super cute. And that it's been that way. has it been like what, 10 years since it hasn't been a character meal? Maybe a little longer than Probably, that? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, that would make At sense. Least. Yeah. It was cute back then. I thought it was cute and I mean, it was kind of a place that I didn't normally eat because there's so, so many good places to eat at Disney. But I think uh, I had a good meal there. I was really surprised. And I don't know if it's just because they're not serving as many people. Like they actually put us in the Golden Horseshoe because they share a kitchen Um, because they needed to social distance. And there were were shirtless babies all around us. I don't know what was going on, but it was so funny. It seemed like every table had a shirtless baby just smearing food on her face, so that was extra entertaining. But yeah, shoeless babies too. Anyway, okay, any other stories?
2: I do have one sort of story if you're interested.
0: I am, go ahead.
2: There is a D23 online. It's not a convention, but like an online presentation, I guess you could call it. Okay. It's called D23 Fantastic Worlds Celebration starts Monday the 16th of November through Friday the 20th. And they're okay. going to have they're going to have like online presentations of certain Marvel things and Star Wars and such. But the ones that I think uh most of everybody will be interested in is on Thursday the 19th they have Walt Disney World, Destination Tomorrow, and then a second panel, I guess it's called, Epcot, The Magic of Possibility. So it's my understanding that the first one, it starts at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 Eastern. You could see it on D23.com or the D23 YouTube channel, and it's open for everybody. You don't need to be a D23 member to watch this. There are some panels that You do need to be a member, but the ones that I care about, uh, you don't. So this uh, Walt Disney World one, they're going to hear from fellow planners, and they're going to share how they uh, create planned vacations, which is what you should be doing with your travel agent. So maybe you don't even need to watch that. And um, And then after that, there's Epcot, The Magic of Possibility. That starts at 6 Eastern. And the big thing about that is apparently they're supposed to be talking about Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, and there's a rumor that they will announce when that ride will finally open in the France Pavilion at Epcot.
0: Oh, that would be great. And so that's just a few days from now. That's awesome.
2: That would be, um, uh, depending upon when this gets released next week, Uh, Thursday the 19th, which would be a week before Thanksgiving.
0: I think we all are looking forward to that opening for Remy, just as like sort of a happy kind of thing to look forward to. We kind of need that. Or maybe it's just me.
1: No, <laughs> no, I, I agree. I, yes. It will it will it will be interesting to see how Disney handles a the opening of a, a very highly anticipated attraction in the social distancing era. Yeah. You no, know, that's because a good point. Normally it's Uh, throngs of travel agents and, you know, influencers and the Disney moms panel and, you know, anybody else that can get down there. And it's like super crowded. I remember when seven dwarves mind train opened, uh, you know, when galaxy's edge opened uh, last year, Uh, you know, think about how, how busy it was and the the people just crowded into there. And now you're going to have to open an attraction in these socially distant times um. So you're you're not going to be able to have the crowds, and hopefully you're still able to have the hoopla, and and it all goes well because I think that if if Remy goes well, you know, in spite of the crowds, limited capacity, I would not be too surprised to see Harmonious uh, or an announcement about Harmonious come on the heels of it.
0: Yeah, I I think it's interesting. I've heard from a lot of people because you know, like for example, they they tend to invite platinum travel agencies you know, down, those are like the really big agencies. And, um, so I've been asking like some friends are like, Hey, have you heard anything? Cause they figure when they get a heads up, that's when it's going to happen. Right. And I have not heard a word yet. So, and not even like any rumors, like, Oh, so-and-so got an invite, that kind of thing. So, I mean, you're right. Like they like to do like a big show for these kind of things. And they really can't during this time. So I don't think it's going to, When do you think it's going to open? Like, if you guys had to take a bet, when is it going to open?
2: Remy? The Remy attraction? Yeah. And
0: by the way, I think the person who was closest to Galaxy's Edge and Walt Disney World opening was, in fact, Tony by a technicality because they didn't open the entire uh, (laughs) land. So he won that one by, like, a couple days, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Adam. Sorry. Uh, That's okay. If
2: I had to guess, it's not going to be until, like, the spring because yeah. they have like like they I, I think in theory they already know who's coming Christmas time and that's like usually mm-hmm. you know the big time for people to come even right. even if not everybody's coming um, so I think they would want to put it out like f- at least three months ahead it's well well the springtime is more than three months but at least three months notice so that people can you know make travel arrangements that would really want to do it and that might may, maybe like a spring break time and then just hopefully they are able to, you know, everybody could be safe and how they're, you know, standing around waiting for that to open and such. So,
1: I am going to go with President's Day Weekend. Mm-hmm. They're going to need a draw as the weather grows colder uh, to bring people into the parks. They're not going to be doing any run Disney events this, this winter. Okay. Um, so I am shooting for the three-day President's Weekend as the Remy opening date.
0: Okay. That's interesting. All right. I, you know, I don't even know, but I think they would want to have it done before the big spring break crowds. Right. I mean, they would want to do it before then, or maybe they could just do it before my December trip. That'd be great. So
2: your December trip coming up this December,
0: I'm going like right after Christmas, just for a few days. I figured what the heck. That's good. I mean, you know, They could open it. That'd be great. (laughs) Well, Remy is adorable. So we got to go on it in Disneyland Paris. It's a really cute attraction. But I will say I was, you know, riding the Skyliner like a week or so ago. And, you know, we were trying to get a good look. And there's still a lot that needs to be done. Like, you know, some of the landscaping and stuff in there. And Liza's crepery that she's looking forward to. So (laughs) that's going to be awesome. Um, But, yeah, it's going to be cute. It's a nice you know, addition.
1: It's, it's it's kind of fortunate. You know, if they do open and they're still doing the, the reduced capacity in the parks, I think that's a plus for them. You know, people are very disgruntled about the way things have go, been going with Rise of the Resistance. And, you know, while while Remy uh, Remy's Ratatouille adventure is not as a technologically advanced ride, Mm-mm. uh, as rise of the resistance. I don't think they need gigantic crowds and wait times to sour people again.
0: That's a valid point. Yeah.
1: You know, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, this is the second edition of the, of the ride. Uh, it works in Paris, uh, without issue. So I'm hoping that they've you know, translated everything over here, you know, I I would hate for the ride to get here. And it's something like, oh, why doesn't Remy work right? Well, you know, the French version was metrics and we forgot to do all the (laughs) conversions to, you know, non-metric format and everything's off. So I'm really hoping that when they do open, the smaller crowds are a plus, uh, everything works right. And that they get an opening uh, that is not, you know, I've waited in line for six hours, you know, the ride broke down again, the, you know, the projections don't work right, uh, you know, everything that, everything that was wrong with Galaxy's Edge, I don't want to happen with, with Remy. And I know it's, it's one ride versus an entire land, but I, I think Disney needs to open a ride without having backlash.
0: Can I say something? I feel like if you look at it from, you know, from the Skyliner it's very hard to imagine how they're going to get the kind of crowds that will be wanting to see it when it opens in that area. You know, and I know, you know what I'm talking about? Like, you know, it's that side, I'm assuming that's where the queue is the side where you go past the water to the back of the French, the France pavilion. I I don't know how that's going to work. Like I could just see that being a huge disaster
1: like, don't um, you don't you just envision this gigantic line going across the bridge into the United yes. Kingdom?
0: Yeah. Because you can see they have, like, you know, the little areas. It's like a covered queue, right? And it's like, you know, goes back and forth, back and forth, zigzags. But, I mean, how many can that handle, especially right now? Probably not a lot. And I will say that the queue in Disneyland Paris is this really ridiculous, dark little corridor that you just keep winding around and winding around. It's not great. I'm sure they'll do something different here. They they probably have more room. I I just don't know how that's going to work. I'm sure they've thought it all through, but I mean, you have that, it's a very small area. It's not like you know you do have the same problems with like with Pandora. like during a holiday weekend, it can go all the way, you know, down into Africa almost. So I guess they kind of know how to manage those things, but I don't know, we'll have to see.
1: you know, I, I think it's funny during this whole pandemic the the one thing I never really noticed at Disney before uh, prior to Pandora's uh, flight of flights of flight of passage is uh, that line would get so long. That there would be somebody over by, you know, Pizza fari with the sign yeah. that says, line begins here. Right. And it seems like now with the pandemic, because these, these lines are extending past their queues and out of the switchbacks, uh, that like every attraction has the little sign that says, you know, Peter Pan, line starts here. Small world, line starts here. You know, that that line was out into right. the Tangled Bathrooms. You know, you, you never see that line go back that far. So it's, it's very well, funny and, that the sign makers have had some additional work.
0: It's good that it's good that they move faster than they look like they're going to move. Cause that is right. encouraging. But I will say like last Christmas, they, they weren't even going past Pisafari. Safari. They were actually going through that back way into Africa And it was like, cause my kids and I were like, we had a fast pass and I am like the worst about planning my kids own vacation. Although I've gotten better since they started complaining about it. But like we had a fast pass for flight of passage and we were walking past them. You know, it's that feeling when you walk past that huge line, you're like, look at me, I'm a VIP. And you take your fast pass and you, you know, you go through, but, um, it's crazy that line just generally speaking. But I mean, we went on it. Like I said a couple weeks ago, I think we waited 20 minutes, and that's just really because it's the world's longest queue, right? So, gosh, I want to go to Disney all of a sudden. Where are you going soon? <laughs> I know I'm going Friday. Yeah. That's right. Okay.
1: Is that yeah. not soon enough for you?
0: <laughs> it it is. I should just move down there. You know, we kind of thought about it, but we really like the schools up here, so we're going to stay. Also my husband's job, but, you know.
1: There's nothing wrong with you getting a small place in Florida and, you know, going home (laughs) on the weekends.
0: You know what? That's a brilliant idea. You're welcome. I like the way you think. Yeah. I would miss the kids probably. I don't know. Maybe Kevin. (laughs) The cats. Um, And my closet. I have a good closet. Anyway. So, yeah. I don't know. It can't last forever. They're talking vaccine now, which is kind of exciting. So maybe we'll have a better 2021. I really hope so. Does anyone have anything else?
2: I think just to close out, I wanted to say, uh, give our uh, condolences to the Alex Trebek family because, um, you know, we lost a great TV legend and Jeopardy host and, of course, you know, one of the stars of Ellen's Energy Adventure at Epcot for many, many, many years. And I know that ride not a lot of people liked because it was 45 minutes of talking about oil. But um, you know he still was funny in that, and he was great on TV. So uh, I'm gonna miss him. I love Jeopardy, watching it. You know, like when I was cleaning up for dinner, and um, or after dinner, I should say, and you know, getting ready to you know tuck in for the night at, at seven like one does. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's sad, but you know what? It's uh, he lived a uh, big life. So uh, you know, I think we're we're all blessed that uh, you know we were here for that. So
0: absolutely that's nice of you Adam you're very kind that that's way right. thank you okay I'm going to turn this over to Tony to close out the show
1: thanks Chris I'd like to remind our listeners that as always our podcast is sponsored by Main Street and More Travel check out their website com. request a quote and let Chris and her team help plan your next magical vacation you can find us on Facebook Twitter and Instagram just search on the Mouse and More Pad podcast uh, so do we have TikTok yet?
0: we actually do and the only reason we have it is because i think that everyone was telling you we had to get tiktok before they cut off access so i got it but i'm just basically doing all my dances and um sharing cooking tips
1: excellent so we shouldn't send anyone there
0: no not at all
1: excellent so on behalf of chris and adam this is tony and we are the mouse and more podcast good night everyone
2: good
0: night happy
1: birthday tony thank you